Tonight's episode of the 31st Lap Podcast is brought to you by DirtTrackDigest.com. If it's on dirt, it's on Dirt Track Digest. This is the 31st Lap Podcast, recorded live in the studios of FingerLakes1.com in downtown Seneca Falls, New York. And now, your host, Chris Marquardt. Good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to this edition of the 31st Lap Podcast, episode number 261 on deck here tonight as we continue that march toward number 300, hoping to hit that through the course of 2020. Excited to have you all tuning in along for the ride with us tonight. Stephen Ovens is joining us via Skype. We've got Paul Cole, the promoter of Land of Legends Raceway, joining us on the line as well. So we're going to be talking a lot of Land of Legends racing front to back. We're going to be talking a little bit about the the, the big news that dominated the weekend coming out of the banquet uh, for Land of Legends is the contract extension, so we know that racing is secure in Canandaigua at the Ontario County Fairgrounds for uh, the foreseeable future here. And then also going to dive into a little bit of the social media side of things. If you've been paying attention to the uh, Facebook page for Land of Legends Raceway, uh, the exciting videos that have been coming out talking about the top points collectors and things like that that have been that have been trickling out, they've been outstanding. It gives you good information about what's happening at the track, gives you some highlights. It's also a way to um, highlight some of the drivers uh, that are typically in the headlines and also some of the folks that aren't typically in the headlines too. Um, Steven, he's been involved with that, so I guess we'll start there with Steven Skyping him in. Welcome back to the show one more time as always. Thanks, Chris, for having me. I appreciate it a lot. You bet. Uh, been busy with the enforcers. How's hockey been? Um, well, we didn't start out the season very well, um, but we just made a, a blockbuster trade this week. We got the league's leading scorer from Watertown and uh, proceeded to throttle Watertown the, five, the, the day after we took <laughs> their leading scorer. So, um, yeah, things are looking good for the hockey team and uh, – you know, I, I, I joke with my wife that now with hockey season, there is no off season between hockey and I racing. So right. it's uh it's a good time. And, yeah. and, you know, talking about racing season, we're getting amped up, man. It's I, I'm jacked. I'm ready to go. It's uh it's coming fast. And, and with this, as busy as you've been this off season between the uh, the I racing stuff and the hockey stuff, um, certainly still keeping your hands full with all the activities you've got going on with Land of Legends Raceway. Uh, fun time at the banquet, I trust. All the champions were recognized. It was. Uh, it was the first uh, banquet I've been to for Land of Legends. And, you know, I didn't really, you know, it was one of those things you don't really know what to expect. You, it's always a good time getting people together in the off season, you know, to talk about racing and look back at the year that was. But, you know, I got to say that uh, Paul and Greg really put together a nice program at King's Catering. Um, the food was fantastic you know you knew to expect that uh and and all the drivers you know there was a lot of storytelling there was a lot of uh folks staying afterwards trying to catch the chili bowl after we were all done so it was really really a nice night so tell me about how busy you've been uh here as we work through the winter months at, at keeping a strong foothold with um some of the social media posts and the videos recognizing all the different um top point getters and things that we've seen trickling out there. It, it Obviously, with the way the highlights and stuff have come together, there's a lot of work going into this. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, you know, I think one thing that I really, you know, really attracted me to wanting to go to work for Paul when when he 
you know, made that phone call to me was, you know, just all of those types of resources they have at their disposal. I mean, the, the video production crew is top notch and, you know, because you have such a top notch video crew working there, there's the can is, is over full, you know, it is just absolutely overflowing with video that you could literally create any kind of content that you want to. And I can say, you know, having worked as an announcer slash PR person for four or five years now, like that's, that's a, you know, that's a dream, like to have access to that kind of content that really, you know, leaves no limits as what you can do creatively with how much time you're willing to invest in it. Uh, it's, it's really, you know, those, those were really a lot of fun to put together, but I will say, and I told, uh, all of the guys on our production team, I got a whole new perspective on just how time consuming some of that can be to put a 90 second clip together. (laughs) And Chris, I know, you know, this from, you know, all of the video and editing that you've done, you know, to really put out something that, you know, people can, be proud of and, and share with their friends and family, you know, it's, uh, it, it was, that, that was an eye opener, but you know, I think with some of the things that we were able to churn out, it was, it was well worth it. It was, it was definitely cool. Make sure you jump on the Facebook page for land of legends raceway, and you'll be able to, uh, catch some of those for, uh, for yourselves. Um, so I want to bring Paul Cole in now, Paul, you heard some of the, the, the thoughts from Steven and, and, and some of the things that weighed into um, him, uh, sort of some incentive and, and reason and, and some good news that he felt when, when he was called to join the staff over there at Land of Legends Raceway. It's got to make you feel good. And now we know that racing is secure there for uh, the, the foreseeable future here. Well, it's uh, definitely good for uh, two to three more years. Yep. And, uh, you know, we didn't, we didn't go into this with the plan of uh, only putting in two years and walking away. Uh, the goal is to build a new dynasty and, and a new uh, life and uh, hopefully a long and uh, lasting uh, growth of Canadaigua, uh from what, it, from what it used to be to what it was to what it will be and where we're going to go. It's, you know, I think there's so much more potential that we haven't tapped. Um, and uh, I... I, I I guess if I pitch myself every now and then, I think that I was lucky enough to walk into the right uh, situation with a with a with a track just as, as historic as uh, Canandaigua is for for racing and, and uh, particularly dirt racing in the Northeast. So, I mean, what are some of the challenges that you continue to face? Because there's there's a lot of if you just look at the surface or you just look at the stuff that sort of rises to the top, there's there's all the pessimism and the negativity about you know people aren't going, the car counts are down, all this other stuff. But when you look at what's going on over there at Land of Legends Raceway, the, the divisions are flourishing. There's people that there's a buzz about it. And, and, and when you, sh- you pair that side by side with the social media stuff that keeps the name and the brand out in front of everybody so, uh, so frequently, so effectively, it helps corner that market so that at least there's a conversation about it. And now there's some hype looking forward to the upcoming season. What are some of the challenges from, from your seat as a, as a promoter, leaseholder and in positions like that to keeping a track viable and, and shouldering off some of those, some of those, um, I don't know, some of those negative sentiments, not necessarily the opinion, but actually shouldering off those things that are affecting other tracks. It's actually the way I built, built my mission plan for, you know, in my five year plan for the track was, it, it needed both an emotional and a physical overhaul. Mm-hmm. And, uh, 
wouldn't have gotten into unless I thought it was it had uh, considerable ability to achieve both those things. I mean, the pe- people in, in general all through the Northeast are getting down on racing. You know, sure. well, look, we're getting less cars. Hey, we're getting less people, less fans, less this, less that. Oh, the rain. Oh, the, there's other things to do. There's so many excuses and, and such little forward thinking on how to fix the problem and how to move things forward. Racing has been around. I mean, what they they used to have chariot races back in the uh, in the, in the medieval times, <laughs> right? So, in the in the Coliseum, the Circus Maximus. Yeah. It's not new. It's not new, and and you know, I don't think they had a problem getting fans and filling the, the Coliseum uh, to have chariot races. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, or, or even before that, and I'm sure in, in Greek times and 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 whatever, uh, it, it's things evolve, and and the, the worst thing you can do is throw your hands up and say, "Well, it wasn't like it was last year, so we got to stop." Right. Uh, you have to. You have to. You have to brand where we're going in the future. You have to have a plan. Um, I think. I think the the thing that I noted, and, and Steve will admit to this, is a couple times he's caught me and said, "We can do that." And I said, "Why can't we? Why shouldn't we? Why? Why are we not looking forward and doing things that are not the same?" And uh, you know, and I think that's what's starting. That's what, that's what's going to set my legends apart. Uh, you know, this year, next year, and the years to come. Is I'm not sitting here waiting to to build on last year's successful race. I guess we have to make next year's race and this year's races even bigger than last year's. And that doesn't mean it's bigger as far as the purse. It doesn't mean it's bigger as far as the the car count. Um, it just needs to be a, a bigger and better experience for the fans, the advertisers, and the racers in some quick fashion or form. Well, you covered everything pretty succinctly right there. The fans, the advertisers, and the racers. They're the people that I suppose you got to keep happy the most. Right. Your business model is exactly those two things. I mean, racers can get together and go down to five and twenty and 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 uh, put five hundred bucks up each and see who can get to from uh, Canada to Geneva the first. Right. But it doesn't it doesn't involve any fans. It's certainly not safe. And you know when they get done, there's three cars. They're only gonna they're only gonna you know one's gonna get fifteen hundred, the other two are gonna get nothing if mm-hmm. they don't get killed along the way. Sure. So that's where racing kind of got its birth. You know, people said, "Well, geez, we can." We can sell this race to fans. We can make it a little safer. You know, we don't have it on the highways and, and taking out trees and guardrails and, and uh, people's homes uh, or the, the random deer that crosses around. Mm-hmm. And, and now in order to make those purses a little more exciting, we, we know we've got a whole lot of fans, a lot of races. Let's get the advertisers to put some money in and give it a different way to sell their wares. Mm-hmm. That's the birth of racing. And, and you have to look at all three of those things have to be strong for, for a track to be strong. Um, you know, you could have a, you have great advertisers and great fans, and yeah, that the, the owners going to do well. But at some point, at some point, if you're having cars, they're going to go away, and vice versa. You know, it's got to be a good balance between those three. And uh, you know, we kind of work on a little bit each of them um, in my plan for the next couple of years, as we have when we first started. Uh, it just takes time to 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 build, and you know, and some will say you're not moving fast enough, and uh, others will say you're moving too fast, and. I'm hoping we'll just have the right meter of uh, getting getting things uh, uh, stable so that we can continue to build on uh, a lot of cool and neat things that uh, are still in the hopper. How You hit on money there, and obviously that's a big thing, especially when you're talking the expense of big block modifieds, but street stocks are expensive for, for the guys that are running street stocks too when you, when you put it by comparison. Um, the Build Your Bank program, Seemed like it was it was pretty well received. How did that ultimately go over uh, when you guys got to the banquet? Well, for the most 
Right, but there was there was. The the way that the point fund I, I may have I may have called it by the wrong name and I apologize but yeah, there's two, two things I just want to make the right thing so this will be the second year that we've done this mm-hmm. um, where the, the the point fund is built solely based on the entrance right. so when you walk through the gate you pay your thirty dollars mm-hmm. that thirty dollars goes one hundred percent of the point fund mm-hmm. um, and, and there's a couple reasons for that first off a lot of tracks they use their they use their fifty fifty money mm-hmm. to, to to make that point fund. Which is great if, you, if you're really bringing a lot of point money. The problem is, is it's actually against the law. The you know fifty fifties are, are supposed to be a game of chance and can only go to charity if you if you if you put that together the right way. Sure. Um, you're actually making money for somebody otherwise, and that's not that's not the intent of uh, you know that's the, the general intent of fifty fifties. Um, so you know, and, and I think it's important to give back to the community. And I think that's the perfect way for us to be able to let our fans and and uh, people that attend the track invest back in the community uh, and the community is important to take care of you know they're the ones that give up the, the noise on a Saturday night the, the dust and uh, the traffic um, but they also they also reap uh, you know a lot of benefits with the, with the tax revenue and, and the jobs and and uh, the, the tourism that it brings to to our region um, so it's got to be a good balance sure. as far as the, the, the play fund it, it, it encourages the drivers to be here every week mm-hmm. um, so that that's actually important. Obviously, when we have stability and have you know you're going to have good car counts weekly, that's more important for for the fans than it is for the drivers. A driver can decide what's best for his pocketbook any any day of the week. Um, but the fans sometimes will only come if they if they know their driver's going to be there. And uh, once they know their driver's committed to being there week in week out, chances are they're going to not make that alternate night and say, well. Gee, I don't know if I don't know if Bob's going to be there tonight. Maybe I'll go to the boat tonight. Uh, you know, because Bob hasn't said he's coming tonight. If they know Bob's going to be there every week. They're they're less likely to make other plans and more likely to to attend the track and support their driver. Um, and and it, and it takes that question out of the equation. And, and again, now we've got you know we keep back to twenty fifth place in the street. St- or I'm sorry, in the sportsman division. Um, there's three or four guys not in the top 25 that didn't, didn't quite make it, um, but of like 22 or 21 of the tw- top 25 took home point money. Wow! You know they invest the same amount of money to be there every week. They, they you know, t- a lot of times if you if you're not if you're not finishing the top, obviously now you're making less money. You're you're probably incurring more costs. You might have had uh, a motor expire. You might have had uh, inordinate damage. You might have got caught up in some rocks. You know, so even even just doing that little bit to help realize that we care about them as, as, as drivers too um, is important. Giving all the money to the top where they've already won most of the money during the season is kind of a little disingenuous. Mm-hmm. You know, certainly you got to give people a reason to go after it, but why give them the lion's share when they already took the lion's share during the season? Right, right. I like it. Um, and, and, our, and, our, and our drivers love it. I mean, we had a lot. I mean, of those top 25, uh, I think we had like 17 of them were there. You know, they're coming to a to a banquet. Most banquets, if you're not in the top five, you're not getting anything, and, and you're, you're you're hoping you make enough to to pay for the, the meal you bought. Right. <laughs> and uh, these guys, every one of these guys made you know made at least two hundred dollars. Right now, they certainly had enough to cover their meal and uh, put some back in their program. Sure, it's a that's a that's a big step forward right there, especially paying that far back in in the sportsman ranks. That's a um, it's a nice plus. Uh, so and it was the top eleven in uh, street stocks. It was uh, the top ten or eleven in three hundred fives, and 
Um, how difficult was the conversation moving forward with the the lease extension itself, and and was there a lot of discussion on on the duration? Uh, there's there's a particular degree of security that comes in the lease that you sign, knowing you're going to be there for two years, and you've got that that third option. And with the way things are going right now, um, that that gives you some reason for for confidence, both um, in terms of the uh, the agreement and the interactions back and forth with the the, the landowners, the fair board, but also um, helps give some confidence to the racers and stuff too that you're in this thing for the long haul. How difficult was the negotiation, and and can we can we be hoping for more beyond this? Okay. Uh, so after the first year and the extension was already being discussed, we already they, they had a date in mind they wanted to start discussing the extension. Mm-hmm. And uh, I actually put the brakes down. Just said, you know, it's not it's not fair to to, to only be through the first year. We got we got an option here. Um, let's see how things go and let's let's re, re, revisit this after the season. Um, just because it's just it's just it's hard to, to negotiate during the middle of the season. Sure. Uh, you have a good week, you have a bad week, and it, it can definitely. Uh, Juxtapose, you know how you want how you want to make your decisions. Right. Um, I would say that you know for the most part, it's it, 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 other than a lot of the nuances we're working on inside that uh, contract. Um, you know the percentage here. You know, uh, uh, you know a, a little things. There's a lot of little little things that that you know we cleaned up. Things that we learned along mm-hmm. the way. Things they learned along the way. Um, we have some negotiations going on that are including helping. Uh, we made a lot of investments in the facility. Between the LED lights and um, you know a lot of the infrastructure, they're 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 coming up on their part now and working on trying to help us to update up, you know update the grandstands. Uh, so you know some of it's just the symbiotic relationship of uh, a landlord tenant and uh, helping those things grow. But we're trying not to move too fast one way or the other. We don't want to take advantage of each other, and uh, you know we want to be a staying and, and powerful uh, relationship for both the fair board and for the uh, land elections uh, corporation. You'd mentioned that there's things in the hopper that are coming along that, that you hope to accomplish, and now this puts you on some footing um, to do that. Is there anything that we can look forward to or that you can whet our appetite a little bit with in terms of things that might be forthcoming for 2020 or 2021? Well, a few of those things we've already announced. Uh, you know, we're, we're coming out with our own streaming, so, so, our own streaming service. Yep. Um, you know, and, and our goal, you know, right now is to obviously is to help that grow. We, we firmly believe they will help us grow fans and uh, will help us do a lot to expose our drivers. I think one of the things we're, we're, we're watching, especially on these videos in the last week that, that we put them out there, is uh, drivers are liking the fact that they are getting attention for the sponsors. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's an expensive sport, and there's not too many guys that are actually breaking even. Sure. Um, you know, they, they, but they need to get as close as they can, and, and some guys are just losing budget. A five hundred dollars sponsor for some of these guys, it might be enough to give them an extra extra pair of tires that they give them through the season. Mm-hmm. It might give them by you know an extra, you know, a nicer set of shocks. Uh, you know, any number of things, little things like that can 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 add up and uh, you know give them better ability to to expose their sponsor by being in victory lane or being in the top three or you know give, going from being a top ten driver to a top five driver. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's important it's important that we recognize that as the track. Uh, and try to give them every opportunity to uh, get ink for their sponsors. Just as much as important for the sponsors of the track, is just as important for the sponsors of those cars. Because we don't have any cars that show up, we don't have we don't have a race either. Right. 
very true. So, Stephen, coming coming back around to to you on this, we we we've, um, talked a little bit about the the social media footprint and how excited you were to get involved with um, with, with Land of Legends. We've we've now got on the table the the independent streaming platform, which is exclusive just to uh, Land of Legends and and that package. And and now on top of that, um, we think back to your own your own thoughts and reactions to some of the things that Paul had said in terms of wow we can do that so where are you in in all of this equation I mean having an independent streaming platform that you're able to work on and 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 being able to work on some of this other stuff what were some of the things you were surprised you were even able to do uh well I I think uh you know just being kind of surprised that uh uh, you know, like one one night in particular, we had uh, all sorts of weather issues, and you know we uh, we were sitting around in a rain delay, and I shot out the idea. You know, all of us officials and management staff are up in the tower, and you know we're all kind of standing there shooting the breeze. And I'm like, you know, there's people watching at home on the live stream. Why don't we give them some content to, like, as you said, whet the appetite until we can get going racing here. And I just shot out the idea. I said, hey, what do you think about going and doing some NASCAR-style rain delay coverage? You know, uh, um, you know, I, I kind of shot that idea out there, and, and somebody said, yeah, let's do it. Why not? And I'm like, you think we can do that? You think, you think that's okay? And they're like, absolutely, whatever, whatever we need to do to make it happen. And, um, you know, it's just it's things like that. It's, uh, you know, putting uh, videos together to show at the banquet and then – pushing those out to the social media channels it's um it's it's getting uh you know uh young race fans from the sponsors that want to wave a green flag or or the uh, replace the rooster program where you know a, a youth gets to wave the green flag for the street stock feature every week and you know those were just ideas that came up as people were talking after the races were over as track staff normally does you know, everybody congregates behind the grandstands after the races are over. And, you know, it's just like every time we come up with an idea like that, um, somebody eventually will say, you think we can do that? You, you think that's OK? You think we can do that? And and more times than not, if it's something that pr- promotes the show, if it's something that can create a new fan, if it's something that can connect the fan to the action in a way that they might not otherwise be connected to the action, it, it gets the green light every time. And, and that is why I think land of legends raceway as a whole has been able to reconnect emotionally and, you know, uh, in the physical property back to those fans and, and bringing people back to the racetrack or, or those people that have been there every Saturday night for the last 30 years if it's even enhancing the experience that they've had for 30 years, I feel like that is what's helping make the difference on our weekly show. And, and like I said, you know, a lot of the stuff that gets put in the can on the video side, we get to take that and, and do creative things with that to give people something to chew on in the winter time, because let's face it, come September, you know, we're done until April. So there's a lot of time there that we can do these things to, you know, keep people interested, keep people excited. I mean, the entertainment world, you know, there's so many things that families and, and folks can spend their entertainment dollar on. 
you know, we have to we have to keep current. We have to. I, I tell Paul this all the time. You know, social media is a blessing and a curse, and it's a monster that you have to keep feeding. And if you keep feeding it, you know, it, it helps build that brand. And and it's uh, it's been it's been kind of exciting to to see the reaction, not just to the banquet stuff, but you know, little things that we plan on coming out with here in the next couple of months. You know, like I said, just to help people remember, hey, Land of Legends is here, alive and well, and this is what we do on Saturday nights in the spring and summertime. Paul, you know, and, that, and that's to, that's to bring in the one other piece that you know that that we haven't even talked about yet. Another another announcement we made is is we're rolling out our own app. Um, again, we're we're taking things twenty first century. Uh, <laughs> you know, we're, we have the Land of Legends app so that the person sitting in the grandstands or in their hauler or at home will all have a touch right back directly to the track, not through you know somebody else's interpretation. Um, you know, you, you you can get the video streaming from us. You don't have to watch somebody's you know f- you know live feed. Mm-hmm. It's all grainy and crooked. Um, you know, you get you get great content and and connection right directly to the heart of what's going on. Whether you're at the racetrack and you can get the hopefully we're going to be get it so that you can uh, get the lineups and be able to you know just like you be able to, you get the old dirt tracking magazine and sit there and 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 buy it and then sit in the grandstands and, and check out. Uh, you know your driver. We're gonna try to do that for the people who are sitting right there and, and keep them more active of, of, of uh, and more involved with what's going on right in front of them. Um, and the jumbotron, the jumbotron did that too. Yeah, that, so having, <laughs> having replays is, is just a, you know an immense uh, growth piece. Being able to go and do interviews in the pits, immense growth piece. We're we're we're, we're not losing fans between heats. Um, the. The sentiment still exists, and, and part of me still finds it hard to believe that it's out there, but it, it is what it is. I mean, you, you can't change every mind all the time. Uh, how tough was it for you as a promoter to go forward with the live streaming entity um, prior iterations or this? The argument, of course, being, um, well, if people have the option to stay home, they're just going to stay home. They're not going to come to the track, et cetera, et cetera. And, and we've seen that proven wrong time and time again. There's nothing like being at the racetrack. People from a farther footprint are be able to see it, blah, 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 blah. Those are the arguments. What was the selling point for you? What tipped the scale to say, yeah, we need to live stream all the action from Land of Legends? I actually pushed it more than, than anybody else did. I, I, you know, I, I made that realization before I even got there that I mm-hmm. have to get people that are not in, not coming to the track to know what's there. Right. Um, you know, First, I wanted to, you know, the, 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 the video board and, and the initial streaming we did in year one was just to get our feet wet. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I asked this question a lot in the last few weeks uh, as we rolled this out. You know, have you ever had any desire to go to rural Alabama for anything? Um, you know, there's there's a huge track, two and a half mile NASCAR track that you know there's no way even if they even if they brought everybody in town to that track locally would they fill it? Right. <laughs> so if you have the ability to expose that piece of real estate to the entire country and the world and get people interested that they might someday mm-hmm. get in their car and drive down to this little, little swampy part of Alabama and sit by this, uh, uh, you know, by this racetrack where you can watch cars go 230 miles an hour mm-hmm. at, at a bank <laughs> in, in, in drafting form, you've, you've been successful. There's no way they can get all the money out of the county there to, to make that track do what it needs to do. Sure. So whether those seats are filled or whether they're empty and they've, they, but they've, 
contract to advertisers, they're filling they're filling those seats. They may not be with people, but they're filling them with people at home. And certainly, you know, Canadagua is a long ways away from being Talladega, Alabama. Mm-hmm. But unless you're making an effort to push in that direction, I think you're leaving way too much uh, raw meat on the table that could be cooked up and, and served and, and, and made money with. Stephen, is there still a place for written content in local track coverage? I think there absolutely is. Um, and I think I think right now you have such a gap uh, generationally that there is still – I mean, if you look at both ends of the spectrum, mm-hmm. you have the technology-driven generation that wants everything right here in, in their hand. But you also have the generation of race fans, and, and we have a, a – great number of those atlanta legends that want to see written content that you know okay they may have to see it through the phone or from the desktop computer when they get home but i still think there's definitely and and you know i think you know paul is has been fortunate to have somebody like tom skabinski that's been doing that written content and and i still definitely think there's a there's a place for that and i think that when you have vehicles like the website, like uh, different racing forums, like you know the written content that'll be available on the new app, there's still very much a place for that, and and I think that that's still important because you can show all the cool video that you want, but if you weren't there and you want to see or hear what happened, you know the written article is is a great way to to really put your finger on the pulse of of what happened on that night's activity when i was coming up through there was a lot of written content coming from columnists but the print magazines were still reliant on the track releases to come out and and there was still a a a heavy weight put on the email blasts as it were now paul you're moving towards having an app that's going to be able to keep people engaged on it Um, you're going to be able to have live results posted that night, um, are we still going to see the the elaborate written content coming out of the track to to continue to bridge that, or is it go, and, and is it going to come with push notifications right to people's phones? It, it may come with a little bit faster. It may come in more than one iteration. Um, cool. But, but uh, we're we're not eliminating dirt cars. I mean, and, and, <laughs> and there's there's a little bit there's a little bit of, of comedy to that. A little a little bit of irony, you know. Cars are still they're still got carburation. They still got they still got four four Hoosiers on them. They still use race fuel. I mean, there's a lot of things that 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 are still the same, you know. Or they're they're you know they're the new version of what's been for the last you know hundred years, you know. So things aren't going away. Mm-hmm. You're adding to them. You're you're adapting them. You know, uh, I, you know Tom Skibinski is a prime example. You know, the, the person that monikered at the Land of Legends. He's been there for a long time, mm-hmm. and he still writes his articles just as good, if not better, than he did then. Right. And whether they're going out via teletype, you know, and we're faxing them to the to the to the uh, you know they you know back when they used to fax simply everything, mm-hmm. or they had to put it in the mail, or they had to read it over the phone to somebody. Yep. You know, now now it's you know he's an email. The email's taking it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
you know, so he's using technology to take it to that next level, but that doesn't mean it doesn't stop existing. And, and you're right, there's a lot of, you know, it, it's getting tar- tighter for print media in general. You know, we're watching a lot of the newspapers around the country that are folding up or they're shrinking down um, or laying off people and they print mostly press releases and less journalism. Um, that's kind of the void that's been filled by the the podcasts and by the the, the forums and by the online uh, you know editorialists. You know, there's there's a lot of that that still exists, um, and people want to read it because sometimes they don't want to they don't want to hear voices. They don't they want to hear things in their in their mind. Right. Um, and that and that's not going away. There's there's a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of history that's still that's still going to be read every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not it's not going to all be in video. You just have to we just have to grasp, grasp it and uh, spread that all over both both those entities. Well, I sure uh, I, I sure like the way things are going um, with with that that balanced approach and 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 like you said, making some emotional get engagement to both the land and the content. You know, keeping uh, those two married together, keeping some social media engagement, but also making sure that the the, the prior generations and the old school readers still see something you know and and, and steven there's there's still and i think there always will be an inherent value in somebody who's able to tell a story to sit down and and spend five to ten minutes with a driver or something more elaborate where you're with them for 25 30 35 minutes and take a bunch of conversation and weave it into a story that highlights them and tells you who they are and makes it more than just Number 25, coming across the start-finish line and, and celebrating in, in whatever random division it might be, full fender or otherwise, and make that person a human being who has likes and interests and hobbies outside of what happens on Saturday night. And and it's nice to see that that's not going to be lost either. You know, there's, there's, some, there's a lot of very good um, online web magazines and stuff where you can find independent content. Uh, but also it's it's nice to see stuff coming out from the track so again you keep that same emotional invested interest not coming from outside but the track is caring about their drivers and letting their fans know who these people are absolutely and and i think that you know that's something that you know i've always taken to heart no matter what track i've been at is you really you know you you really have to do that and and i kind of you know some of these videos that that we put together um you know somebody that you know like my wife that didn't grow up in racing you know she watched a few of these and she just doesn't know who these drivers are but she felt like she knew their story after a 60 or 90 second clip and and i think with the content that we're going to keep churning out that's what we want to do like you know our our you know the way that we're going to be successful going forward is is again connecting these fans to the drivers and connecting their stories and and understanding that these are not cars just going around in circles there are you know Daryl Ruggles this year that story you know Danny Wilmus was not in good health and mm-hmm. and and lost his battle but but Daryl was able to come back after a, a terrible start to the season comes back wins the championship on championship night and got got to take Danny the trophy before he passed away a few days later. I mean, Daryl could hardly talk at the banquet on Saturday and and he said, "Were well, you trying to make me cry with the video?" and and I said, "Daryl, we're not trying to make you cry with the video, but that story is just incredible. Like that that story will carry on for for years and years. You know, one thing that Paul mentions all the time at the racetrack is 
you talk about Land of Legends, and, and a lot of people think that when they say Land of Legends, they're just talking about the famous drivers that have raced there, but there's so much more to that. You know, a legend is is a story, you know, something that carries on with a family for, you know, decades of memories that they made at the racetrack. And, and I really feel like that kind of message is, is what we want our content to be geared toward, uh, to tell those stories and, and make these, we want to make our drivers, you know, superheroes, so to speak. I mean, these, these are guys that, uh, not just kids, but you know, some adults have grown up to. You know, the, these are these are guys that people look up to. Um, you know, w- when you go to a merchandise stand and and shell out and and you know bend the elbow to to buy a, a shirt with your favorite driver on it, you're making a, a financial and emotional commitment to to that fandom, and and we that's what we want to build. We want. You know, when when Eric Rudolph passes Matt Shepard on the last lap to win the big block modified race, we want people that are engaged and connected and standing up and fist pumping. And when Shepard comes back and wins the following week, we, you know, the people that stood up and and fist pump for Rudolph, all of a sudden they're silent. And now the Shepard fans are going great. Like that's that's the kind of environment you want to create. And and I think that's that's what we're we're headed toward. Um, you were talking a little bit about the um, the fan base and the history and trying to tile that together. Um, Bob Miller made a post the other day about somebody who, you know, playing back to the Atlanta Legends thing, Fred Smith had passed away, a member of the Top Row Gang, Tom Skabinski, a member of that. I was trying to find that as, as, as we were talking and, and, and put my hands on that. Uh, that's another one of those pieces that that thankfully is going to be remembered as well through the course of this year. Um, the, the Facebook poster is a nice tribute that that, that Bob Miller made. Um, that's one of those guys that that is a lifer at Atlanta Legends. Been there forever, and might not be so might, might be of that generation, Stephen, that you were talking about earlier. That might be not so fast to embrace some of the um, electronic stuff, but. But still, uh, a phenomenal presence to have uh, in your corner, Atlanta Legends. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. I mean, those kind of stories are are in the grandstands. Those kind of stories are in the pit area, and you know, to have and and you talk about Bob Miller. There's a guy between Bob and and Wendy Emerson, who I got to work with this past year. Without those two resources to try and connect, you know, I, I went to Land of Legends a lot as a kid, but now to try and connect with some of the more recent stories and families and racers and things like that, you know, having somebody like Bob Miller at your racetrack who, you know, there is a guy that lives, breathes Land of Legends Raceway, and it's not just the Modifieds. He he is so passionate about that racetrack and every driver that's out on the racetrack there. Um, and, and the fans too, you know, uh, you know, I know Fitz Fitz was, uh, somebody that, you know, was up in that same seat and, and you have those people at the racetrack every single week that they sit in the same exact spot. They've got their reserve seats for the year. They, you know, they're, they're, they're locked in, you know, that's what they do in the summertime. So to have passionate people like that, you know, that's, that's you know I, I I feel like Paul would probably agree you know that's that's what you you build and and try and rebuild and rebrand your racetrack off of is is all of that commitment. The best stories from 
the racetrack in a particular week are not always the racing. Yep. The, you know, and, and it's not always put out by one of our one of our people, whether it's Steven or Skabinski or or uh, you know Wendy Emerson or whatever the camera's catching. You know, some of the best stories we catch along the way are the fans that are posting stuff on social media. You know, we had one little kid this last year who got in the mud puddle and uh, was was covered from head to toe. But I tell you, he had, he had time in his life, and I think his parents. Although they were going to take a pressure wash to clean them off, <laughs> probably have have a memory that they're going to they're going to cherish their entire life. Where this kid was carefree and and and, and enjoying his life um, on a particular night where cars were going around the track and there was there was an exciting race that happened that night. Um, and I and I'm going to blank on which one it was, but it was one of the highlights of the year. And this kid would have no clue or remember that, but he'll certainly remember you know playing in that mud puddle. You know, some people come to the track for the hot dog or the fried dough. <laughs> some people come, some people come for the opportunity to talk to Dick Montgomery and check out his models. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people come, you know, just for a night out with their friends. Some love to smell rubber and and, and uh, race fuel. Uh, everybody has their reason. You know, a lot of people met. You know, they met their wife there when they were. You know, when they were both kids. You know, on, on their dad's haulers. Uh, you know, there's there's so many stories that get told, not only by us, not only by you know the the, the reporters, um, but by the fans the, themselves, and that, that's what the important part about Land of Legends is. It's 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 history, and it's a it's a family environment, um, a community that's coming around it. Uh, both that, that some of it just drip in once or twice a year, some of it's there every week. Um, Missing people like Fritz, when well, you know now that he's he's passed, and there's been a couple others in this last year that we've lost. You know they've been institutions that, that you know some of them are some of the best storytellers that we've now lost. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're also they're also the the fiber that that uh, brings brings friends together, uh, both at at the track and at home. So, I, as someone who's be, become a student of the history um with the wall of fame and and all the different tributes that you've made to um uh, eras past atlanta legends raceway uh, at the same time you counted yourself fortunate as being able to walk into the situation to take the helm of land of legends and take it take it to where it is now i want to get into that in just a second but first um probably the one of the most interesting things that people want to know is what were some of the challenges that you faced or what what are some of the things that have surprised you um from where you're at right now, uh, stuff that you didn't expect or that was more challenging or more difficult than you may have planned or, or anticipated in, in serving in the promoter, uh, at least hold a role for the track. Well, you know the weather's a problem. <laughs> um, but you never, you never really understood it until you're standing on the top of the stairs and have to make a decision. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, any one of those things where it's a matter of, hey, do we throw the, do we throw the red flag and, and get these guys off the track? You know, we uh, cancel tonight. Uh, you know, we got people that driven here, you know, some of them four or five, six hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, do we cancel this morning because it looks like it might be rain? You know, it, there's the weather. Weather was, was I always knew it was going to be a concern. Um, I didn't know the level of, uh, of, of the number of tums it would take to get through a, an average, uh, uh, you know, rain day. Right. Um, and in fact, there's been there's many of those cases where we even got through the night, but uh, you know, then you look at your wallet at the end of the night and go, "Geez, I I, I just lost a uh, lost a hundred dollar bill someplace because uh, I, I I came here with more money and left with and left with less." Mm-hmm. Um, and that happens a lot on rain nights. Uh, people don't realize the the math that goes behind uh, making the place go around. There's a minimum cost. There's mm-hmm. a minimum purses. 
Sure. Another one off things that I, that I dealt with a lot of some of the employees that were there. Mm-hmm. Um, some people have raced other places. They're not used to being treated um, human, <laughs> for lack of a better term. Um, and, 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 you know, that, that their opinion matters and that I care about whether they are mad when they go to sleep tonight. Um, you know, I treat, I try to treat everybody like family. And, uh, you know, sometimes that comes at an expense, but, but more often than not, uh, uh, it's an expense I'm willing to bear, you know, so the, so the fair doesn't go home mad that he came there and spent $25 and we rained out and he went home with nothing, um, or less than what he, what he hoped for. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, whether the, you know, the driver came a long ways and, and, uh, you know, the track wasn't as up to, up to standards. I, I don't want him to not come back again. You know, right. I can, you can always make more money, but you can't, you can't get your, your trust and your, uh, respectability back by, uh, giving it away for a few dollars. Sure. Sure. Um, there's a bunch of bunch of jumping jumping off points. Uh, how difficult is it to keep a, a staff on board um, year in and year out? Well, I think I had to hire I think three new people from the first year to the second year. Mm-hmm. Um, most of those just in concessions, not because they didn't want to. Just people's lives evolve. You know, somebody sure. moves. Uh, somebody has a job that they have to take and do. Um, we still don't have much turnover for this year. Uh, we have a few, a few places we're going to have to make some adjustments. Mm-hmm. Um, again, some of them are health-related. we got people that have had some health issues that aren't able to come back. Um, but really, you do things the right way, people want to be there. Right. And uh, if you, treat, you, know, if you pay them a, you pay them a, fair, a fair wage and, uh, and you treat them with respect, and uh, it's already something they love to do in many places. Many, many of these guys would do it for free. Um, it's not hard to get uh, recidivism to come back uh, with your employment. Um, but we've got, we've got a couple of small challenges to cover this year. Most of it's been, like I said, evolution of their per, people's personal lives um, and how it affects uh, their ability to work at the track. So if you're standing off turn three or at the scoring tower behind the flag stand, looking back towards 5 and 20 or looking off to the west, are you a better meteorologist than all the people that you see on TV with all the radars and scientific stuff? been we've already been going for for 50 minutes it, it certainly does flies fly by um i i want to make sure that we touch base again at least once more before we get to the start of the season um but but i did have a question for you uh changing hats a little bit here uh, are you still a race fan after being inside of all this stuff and and wanting to make land of legends better and, and you've gone through the negotiations and you plan the banquet and you got the rules and you've got employees and all this other stuff going on 
are you still a race fan at heart when it comes down to it? And do you get to go to any of the other area tracks and see your drivers compete at other home tracks? Well, first off, um, if you're not a, if you're not a fan, you shouldn't be doing it uh, because it's just going to be no fun. Sure. I mean, there are some things you do just to make money. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I can tell you, I'm not I'm not I'm not a uh, particularly in love with generators. I sell a lot of them. Um, <laughs> anything that we needed to hit on that we might have missed? No, you know, there's, there's so much we could, I mean, I'm sure we could talk for hours and hours and right. hours and hours and hours. Um, and, you know, it's not hard to, to talk about that from just one instant that happens on a track that night. So that's pretty, you know, racing in general is is doing well. Um, we need, you know, we're, we need to get more people in, on board to, to work to bring their friends to the track. Work to bring their coworkers to the track. Work to bring their advertisers and their families to the track. There's so many things that, that, that are great that are happening in racing, mm-hmm. and uh, they just don't know it. You know, yeah. whether it's whether it's like you said, eating, coming down and having a good meal. That that's a good thing that happens. A lot of tracks, the food is good. Go to those tracks, have a nice night out. You know, catch racing along the way. Uh, you know, going to the same restaurant every week because that's what you do on Friday nights or Saturday nights mm-hmm. is nice. But you know. You might find some more things that are going on in the world um, that, that excite you and your family, even if it's only a couple times a year. And uh, that's that's the message that I would like to get out to all racers and the fans. And you know, the more you bring people around, the more friends there is, the more fun we have, the more money that comes around, the, the cheaper prices can get. You know, same thing. If I could if I could get uh, ten thousand fans, I'd love to get the I'd love to get the uh, the prices down to five dollars a night. Sure. But if I, with only uh, you know a thousand fans, then you know it's got to be that price that, that's able to afford keeping the lights on and the and the lease paid, which uh, which where well, we started this conversation is that extension, that lease extension in uh, 2022. I love the sounds of it. Uh, I'm happy to hear everything is in a, a very good place. Congratulations again on the streaming deal and and on the contract that gives us racing through 2022. Um, 
uh, please, I, I encourage we'll, uh, we'll we'll try and stay in touch a little bit here as we move forward, and we'll have you back on here as we get closer to opening weekend. Never a problem. Reach, reach out to me anytime, and uh, you know I, I appreciate your listeners and uh, the, the effort they give to to find out what's going on in racing, and uh, again sharing those stories uh, with everybody. That's uh, much appreciated, and uh, keep up the good work. Thanks a lot, Paul. We'll talk to you soon. I appreciate it. Great. Thanks. Take care now. There goes Paul Cole, the promoter of Land of Legends Raceway and all the big happenings over there. But Stevens had some big happenings too. EMPA award sitting on the shelf. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, that that was pretty cool. Um, That was the first time that uh, somebody with a video entry of something, you know, eSports, iRacing, um, was recognized and, uh, that was actually, it was a joint effort between my brother and I. So, uh, we're pretty stoked about that. We also had one video from land of legends that was recognized as well. And that was a, a first place award for that. So we've got a nice plaque that is going to go up in the tower, uh, where our video production crew is. Cause that was very much, a a team effort to make all that happen. And Chris, there was one thing I wanted to mention. I know that they'll start selling these as we get closer to the season, but one thing that, you know, with the streaming and the, in the lease extension that, you know, almost got pushed to the side is, you know, the, the Paul's changing the way that they're doing season passes now, and there'll be more information coming out about that soon. But that was something that, uh, was really popular down at EMPA when we did that press conference was talking about doing these ticketing bundles as opposed to a season pass. I mean, when you've bought a season pass in the, in the past, you would, that was for you and, and only you to use for the entire season. And, and now, you know, you, if you bought a season pass for 20 races and you lost eight of them to rain or seven of them to rain, then you had to worry about, oh, man, am I getting screwed on this season pass for the year because of how much rain we got and, mm-hmm. and shows we might have lost. So this ticket bundle thing is is really cool. There were two pavement tracks at EMPA that came over and talked to Paul afterwards and really wanted some information on how that was all going to work. And, and it, it sounds like something that you know might branch out a little bit. It just gives the fan a lot more flexibility. So. Anything that you can do to give the fan more flexibility and not have somebody purchase something and then feel later on that they're getting the raw end of the deal, you know, that's that's a good thing. It it reminds me of, like, um, I think the Buffalo Sabres do this, but I know the Amherst have, like, you could buy six game packages and you go to any six home games you want and, and it's available. Yep. Uh, sort of in the same vein as that. Yeah. Oh, no, absolutely. And so, you know, essentially you can buy them in 20, 30, 40, 50 packs. And, you know, the more that you buy, the better the deal is uh, per ticket. Uh, so the cool thing about it is, is if you buy a, a 50 pack of tickets, you can take 50 people to one race if you want to. Mm-hmm. You can take 25 people to two races. Um, now, in addition to that, depending on which pack you get, there are also bonus tickets that come with that. Uh, so, you know, if you buy the 50 pack, I think it's six, five or six tickets uh, bonus that come with that that can be used either at Brewerton, 
Fulton or Albany Saratoga. We've got some more tracks that are going to get involved with that program, I think. But that's those are the three tracks we have on there right now. And, you know, on top of getting a great deal and more flexibility with your tickets, now you can get tickets to go support another area dirt car track and, and really help build that dirt car brand, which, sure. you know, everybody under the banner is trying to do right now. So, um, You made reference to Brad, and, and he's got – some some positively awesome things going on. Just launched his business here, um, uh, going live with with all sorts of uh, drone work, and then working on the the i racing stuff. Um, could you give us a little insight on how things are going for him? Oh yeah, I mean uh, it's he he has really taken an idea and kind of tried to build on it, and you know use some of the creative. Uh, juices that he gained from working with you know matt thomas and and working with art rorick and um trying to figure out you know how you know how he can take that skill and and you know be something that you know he can have a a part-time gig with um the drone stuff is is you know drones are, are not a new thing necessarily but um, what he's trying to do with it is 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 going to be pretty interesting. Um, he's actually got a gig booked at the beginning of February for the the Brett Deo shows, the Sunshine Swing. He's going to be doing drone work with the uh, video production crew down there. They're going to actually be doing some live shots from the drone, sure. as opposed to a shot that just gets edited in post production. Right. So. Um, that's, that's going to be pretty cool. And, and the iRacing stuff has absolutely exploded. Uh, we, we started racing with a league that runs on Monday nights that are essentially, if you, you know, essentially they are a group of, uh, Ashwick and Speedway fanatics. They sit, they either participate as a driver or a crew member in the pits, or they're a part of the group that sits in that same section of the grandstands every single week, like we were talking about earlier. And we were racing with them. We, we weren't even doing video stuff. And, and they talked about wanting to broadcast their races. And, you know, uh, me and Brad, it, the light bulb went off. And we're like, boy, how can, how can we help them do that and try and do it at a high level? And the next thing I know, Brad's emailing, you know, renderings of what the graphics package is going to look like. And, you know, the first time we broadcast a race for them, we had somebody message and say, I thought I was watching this at home on MAV TV. Like it was, you know, Brad sunk a ton of time and, and we sunk a little bit of resources getting all that stuff put together. So now, you know, it, it started with one league. Now it's two leagues. We just started a third on Wednesday night. And now our Monday night league, they have two divisions. Now they want to do both of those divisions. So it's, it's, it's almost growing too fast, yep. <laughs> I guess. But it's, it's, you know, as Paul would say, it's a good problem to have. Yes. <laughs> it's always tough to tell somebody no. Yeah. And, and especially with all the discussion around the iRacing stuff that's been had lately, uh, you know, it's it's you know we're we're obviously very pro, uh, you know, esports and and sim racing, but you know I, I think that for a lot of reasons there there is a lot of reasons for people to be involved, and you know for a lot of these guys again, it's guys that watch their heroes in the grandstands every weekend. Now they have an affordable way that they can get involved, and 
you know, I think this broadcast stuff is helping attract new people to just come check it out and see what it's all about. They might see something on a on a sim racing broadcast that makes them want to go to Brewerton, makes them want to go to Fulton, makes them want to go to Land of Legends or Utica Rome and and check it out, you know, see what the real thing is like. So, sure. you know, I, I think that, you know, obviously we, we're a little biased in thinking that way, but I, I think I think there's a lot of truth to that. I, I just think it's so cool. I was watching some more of the some more of the videos that have been shared around, and just the camera angles, and and I I couldn't even figure out where it, how it was even working, you know, with the yeah. ticker at the top and and changing, watching the battles that were happening on the track. It it really really was spectacular to watch, and it did feel like you're watching an actual race with the the, the different runs people had. So they're obviously their cars were set up different ways. To, to work at different parts of the track it was it was phenomenal to watch yeah it's it, it's pretty wild that you know uh mallet you know ribs me all the time he was ribbing me down at empa he goes i don't understand he goes how can you announce for a video game he goes i don't get it you know he goes i play video games that's cool but how do you announce a video game and i said mike as an announcer you just have to look at it's it's an i'm calling another race I might be sitting here in, in my studio. I might be in the tower at Canada, wherever. But, Chris, you, you get it. If there's a race going on, guys like us, we can find ways to make it interesting, right. even <laughs> when there's not a great battle going on. You know, like last night we were, we were broadcasting a, a blacktop series race at Texas Motor Speedway. And when the action started to stall out a little bit, we jumped right into talking about pit strategy and the upcoming pit stop and you know right. what's the what's the pit window and you know it's i don't know <laughs> it's you know a lot of people i'm i'm sure might see it and and maybe laugh a little bit but you know what we for for these racers that are out there man they're they're loving it and and that's that's all we care about sure seems like a good time to be a race fan yeah no doubt you still having fun with everything too Absolutely. Um, <laughs> I, I think I think you get to a certain point where, you know, you're you're doing a lot of more, you're doing a lot of more things, you're doing more gigs, you're doing more things that might seem like work. But, um, you know, when, when you're having fun, what you're doing, I think it's hard to call it work. Um, that's how I look at it. Um, you know, I, I some people might look at it and say, boy, it's a lot of time invested. But if you're having fun, you know, that's that's what we got to do. How about with you? Was there anything that we missed that we wanted to hit on? No, man. I, I I appreciate the time to you know talk about some of that stuff, and and I know Paul appreciates the time as well. You know he um, he he's not one to to really tout. You know that that promoter of the year award. I thought that was such a big deal for for you know the local track there in Canadagua mm -hmm. that you know the guy comes in and it's only his second year. And and the entire, you know, the entire banner of all these tracks, you know, recognize the effort that's gone into what they're doing. Um, so I, I think that was uh, I think that was pretty cool. And, and you know, I, I we appreciate the time to, you know, talk about what's going on. I mean, there's a lot of there's a you know, we're, we're blessed in New York. There's a lot of racetracks to to go frequent and and call your home, so to speak. And. Um, you know, I know we really appreciate the time to, to talk about, you know, our little corner of that world. 
For sure. We'll have uh, we'll have Paul back on when we get closer to the start of the season, and we're going to be back again in a couple weeks with another episode of the 31st Lap. I think we've covered everything that we wanted to cover. Thanks so much, Paul Cole, for making time to come on the show tonight. And, of course, Stephen, always good to have you on. That is going to do it for us here at the North Park Building at Academy Square. Covered all of it for tonight. 261's in the books. We will see everybody again next time. Thanks for watching.